Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Hell yeah. Because so, you have all this shit up in here, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of go overboard on um, on gear. Like, uh, I understand. I, totally. I don't know. I just I love recording, and I like music, and, and, you know, hanging out with bands and other people and stuff like that. So Plus, it builds, like, the connection when, like, like you do speak with people, and it's just, like, you know, very, very one-on-one. Yeah, and then, yeah, like for you sure. Said, you, you meet them at shows or, like, ideas that you have. Like, hey, I have this idea. Or then, oh, you know people? I know this dude. We yeah. can fucking start doing shit. Yeah, definitely. And then it becomes more of a, like, a community thing, but more on the bigger picture of this, like, yeah. Yeah, so the the podcast, I, I feel like um, I've met a, a lot of people through this that I didn't know before, mm-hmm. like... Uh, um, like I know you, but like, I don't think we've had like a conversation as long as we, yeah. we've already had, had, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but there's definitely been people that I didn't know at all. And I'm just like, Hey, come over to my house. Let's like talk about music. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa, like that person's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, yeah. I made a new like group of best friends. Yeah. What's super cool that I, that was like, Hey, I want to go on your podcast or whatever, because a lot of people who are allowing people to talk, yeah. like giving people platform is super important, even though it's just like, oh, it's stocked in local shit. Yeah. And then people ha- would have that perception. Oh, it's, you're trying to be something important. But it's like at the same time, we're mm-hmm. just exchanging ideas. If you're going to listen, you can listen. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't have to and you don't probably I don't even know how many people would how many do you know how many people listen to this shit? So um, like not throwing numbers out there yeah, yeah. that are like weird. Um, so when I was active before the pandemic, I was getting like about a hundred listens per See? episode, which like that's a lot. Like that blows me away. Yeah. Um, since I've started doing it again, it's like twenty yeah. listens per episode, but it'll it'll probably build up over time yeah. again. Um, but you know the thing is about a podcast about like music and local stuff or, or whatever is like you're totally right. You don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 completely optional. And I think that's the beauty of, of it is like people come to this if they want to listen to it, you yeah. know. And and then the other thing is like I just I just like the local scene. I like meeting new people and seeing what people are like growing mm-hmm. locally, you know. And there's a few other like local podcasts that are doing something similar on like a broader um, platform. But <laughs> I found like for myself recently and even before that, um I I just know music like that's what I know so I'm I'm kind of like sticking yeah. to that I I've tried like other projects that were like not this podcast but other things where I'm like trying to like uh, build something or build some community around like the larger uh, like creative community and I just realized like I don't know a lot of people who aren't just music or aren't musicians and other things and I don't know like you know I don't have the connections like I have in music but with with music I'm like. I know who to call. Mm-hmm. If I don't know who to call to like talk to, someone I know will know someone, yeah. you know. And uh, and it's just been like a really like a really good realization for me lately that I'm like, wow, like music, like these are my people and it's such a like um it's a mostly positive scene, you know. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, I agree. Like a thousand percent. Because even w- like what you were saying, it strengthens the community of what we're talking about, talking about music and shit. Right. Yeah. And so this strengthens people with, we have co-op, we're cooperating on an agreed thing of like, we can, we do this at our scene, we play music. Yeah. But then after the music, everyone goes home, they do their own shit. Everyone's yeah. at different levels of their life, not levels, different stages of development in their life where 
oh, I'm going to do this or what should I do next? You know, the, the, for sure. all that stuff. But then this always brings everyone back together where, yeah. and if we talk about shit, that's not just music. We talk about shit that's real and then like, oh shit, that yeah. idea will, will help me apply in my life or whatever. That's where I'm coming at with how in my development as a human being yeah, is that because I'm older now mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm seeing the importance of the bigger picture. And then even if it's like a, 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 a startup thing where we're getting back at it, if even one person listens to it and they get one thing out of it and that helps them, yeah. that is better than fucking getting a thousand fucking views and no yeah. one fucking cares about what you just said. Yeah. You know, I mean the other thing too, about like being on this local level that we're on that, um, that you, fire truck i was like what is that um so like being on this local level that i realize and about like numbers and and social media and all of that is like i'm kind of like social media and like getting follows and and hits and stuff like those things can be inflated and like not mean anything but like on our local level i i feel like everyone here is like special and seen and it's like it's just as important as like some signed band that has like hundreds of thousands of listens on, on, um, on like Spotify or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I see all of these local bands and like, you know, maybe we're not able, not everyone here is able to like make a living off of music yet. If they want to pursue that, I think they totally should. I think it is possible. I've seen it happen. Um, but at the same time, like I, I, it doesn't like take away from their creativity and their art. And like in, in some level, like I think it makes it a, a lot more special at this level, like at the local level, mm-hmm. there's like this, um, this purity that I really yeah. enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. they could really be themselves as artists. <clears throat> I agree. And it's untainted too. Yeah. Where yeah. it's not like, oh, we want to be something. And then we put out an image or something like that. Like I always have that before that mentality, yeah. that young musician mentality oh, yeah. where it's like, oh, you got to be serious. This, you yeah. got to dress the way. And, and do that and fucking yeah. post whatever on yeah. Instagram or whatever. <laughs> Cause like the way I always was, or even when you played music, mm-hmm. I always shied away from that aspect of just the visual side of being in a band because here i was thinking about this yeah there how what's the population of stockton uh it's like it's like half a million like okay. or it's like three hundred thousand technically okay. but Let's like see. greater greater stockton area if you like figure in i i always figure in lodi and manteca right because it's mm-hmm. like a metropolitan area i i think it's like it's up there you so three hundred thousand yeah that's that's, that's city of a stockton. lot that's the city of stockton that's a lot yeah. where we are right here isn't city of stockton though okay. this doesn't count in the population really yeah we're like unincorporated whoa uh, there's like certain areas in stockton that are unincorporated so that's why i'm saying like like greater city of stockton's like half a million eight hundred thousand like if you oh, okay. especially if you if you factor in like manteca i bet we hit like a million in the metropolitan yeah. area mm-hmm. you know yeah i brought up that idea because so you have that many people right yeah and then how many bands, let's just, like, let's just take a guess. How many bands do you think are playing right now that are in a band that are actually played before or they're playing now or they want to be in a band? How many bands do you think? Just in st- I don't locally? think there's enough bands in Stockton. Okay. That's my take So do you on think it. it's less than 50 or over 50? Less than 50 Less than bands, 50, okay. For sure. Less than 50 bands. So in the band, we'll have three or four people? Yeah. So that's about what, 50, three, zero, like 150 people maybe? Yeah, 150 people maybe okay. playing music. Okay, playing yeah. music. But like what about like Seth? 
or I'll play other hey, stuff play, too, right? No, he's in like multiple bands, okay. right? Then so we you gotta dwindle down yeah, the number, right? Yeah, so it's okay. like somewhere between 100 okay. and 150. Okay, so you have 100 and 150 people playing music. Yeah. There's other people that are musicians that aren't playing in bands. They're right? just not in bands. They're they not in bands. Yeah. Or they play in symphony or whatever. Yeah, now, yeah. if we play in a band, um, what is 150? Uh, in ratio to three hundred thousand, what's the per- that percent? Dude, it's it, I mean, lower it's less than one percent, right? right? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, I don't initially, it's a little, me neither, but it's yeah. lower than one percent. Yeah. So if you're playing music in front of people, like you said before, yeah. it's not like oh we're better, we do. It's a it's an oddity. Yeah. Within the mundane of yeah. how everything is. Yeah. And so I say that too because a lot of our brains when we play music is very very wired differently than people who don't. Yeah, and I'm not even saying that it's like oh, I always have that fucking defense mechanism. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, where it's like okay, so if you play music or if someone does another uh, profession, their brains are wired differently than ours. If you're a fucking professional athlete, yeah, your can you can um, kinesthetic kinesthetics are yeah. fucking more well versed because if you're like you know running back for a football team, yeah, you yeah. can fucking control your fucking your legs better yeah, and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, and so for at 150 people. And so, and you're not just, okay, so there's stages of development for a human being, but there's stages of development for a musician, right? Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. It's so, yeah. super crazy, right? And you get to younger or you get older. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes if you think it's not all about just playing music, what's, mm-hmm. the, what's the end goal of just playing music, right? So you can play music. Oh, do you want like the praise and attention? Okay, thank you for clapping. Thank you for buying myself. Yeah. But does that help everybody or does it help you? Right. Yeah. So if you go past that idea, we'll go to like, you can talk to people and then people would like not adore you, but have more respect for you. Maybe if you're a musician, just because Mm -hmm. you are in front of people and you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then if you could communicate something that good message to people that they need to hear, that's where it's all about. I was thinking about this. uh, um, I was thinking about this. I saw the uh, preview for... The Game of Thrones, the new... You watch mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Andrew? Uh, not really. Okay. I should, probably should. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like this new Game of Thrones where they're having a, a new series. And then back then there was a scene where they had a minstrel, right? Back mm-hmm. in the old days. So the minstrel would play music and then he would be like the satire where he would be singing. Mm-hmm. And then... But he would be spitting real shit about like how the kingdom is the laws this is fucked like up punk. yeah this mother <laughs> this fucking this fucking king or whatever because in game of thrones he had a minstrel and then the fucking <laughs> the king joffrey he's like a yeah. young king he's like i didn't like what you said you're gonna fucking die right yeah, yeah. so that's what like that's, that's the ultimate fucking purpose of being a musician it's like get the word out to people yeah wake the fuck up yeah you know yeah there like i think with songwriting there's this um there's this message in your lyrics and i think i've talked about this on the podcast a little bit and i think it i i've even talked about these stages of development i don't want to say like young to old sometimes it's just like your experience writing but sometimes your age does matter because when i was younger i didn't know what i was what i should be writing about because i didn't have I, i i shouldn't say problems in my life but i was you know like I was in middle school when I started writing songs. So you're like pretty young. Like what, what are you going to worry about? I wasn't even <laughs> writing about girls at that time. Like I, or I shouldn't say girls relationships. Yeah, yeah. I, like uh-huh, yeah. my spectrum's a little bit wider than girls. Uh-huh, for sure. <laughs> but, um, for sure. But like, uh, you know, I, you know, I was start, you know, starting dating and stuff like that, but I wasn't even writing about that. I was just trying to emulate something that I'd heard on the radio 
and it wasn't coming out as like a fully fully formed ideas when I first started writing. Like I still have those Hell notebooks. Yeah. I look back and like I literally had a song that was like uh, I was trying to start this band called the Mighty Tidy Whities with my friend and you know you're in eighth grade you're gonna name a band after yeah. underwear right yeah, for sure and so like the totally. song i remember this song that i tried to write it was just literally like an intro song to the band where i just sang about the name of the band <laughs> you know and like to me looking back i'm like that was just some silly thing a kid wrote but then as i got older and like started getting you know uh getting i guess more invested in my own personal emotions and like romance and stuff i started writing songs about the people that i had crushes on yeah. or was were in relationships with that didn't work out and then as as that evolved you know in my early 20s i definitely was in some like much more serious relationships mm -hmm. like year years long relationships that didn't work out and so i think i was still writing about these interpersonal things uh but i feel like i got a lot deeper and then now um now at like now I'm in my 30s, I find myself like I'm in a like a stable relationship with someone that I love that I I, f I don't have like a lot of like things to say about uh, about that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel feel like I've grown grown beyond writing about that. Now uh, in my 30s, I'm writing more about like self identity, like personal, like mm -hmm. uh, like mental health problems. Or uh, and then a lot of things I'm writing for my band, Los Beekeepers, are like starting to go like more political. Oh yeah, which is like funny because when I was in like high school, there were all these like political punk rock bands, yeah. and I was like, that's boring. <laughs> like I like I was like I definitely had opinions back then about like politics. Like when I was in high school, like George Bush was president, we were like invading Iraq, and I yeah, was yeah. like, fuck uh -huh. that dude. Yeah. And For like, sure. fuck going to war. I remember that shit too. But at the same time, like when it came to like songs, I was like, these like, these like uh, anti-flag band yeah, yeah. Are, are like a little bit, they were a little bit boring to me. Um, but like now I'm like, damn, damn they, I was like, that, that band's so fucking yeah. good. And like, they were, uh, like they they were, they, were mm -hmm. you know, they served it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I was yeah. a stupid kid, you know? I always uh, talk about this. Um, sometimes when I'm listening to music and then. Like, I'll just listen to one song for, like, a whole week, mm -hmm. right? That's we, we do that. Yeah. And then, not that I get tired of it, but, like, sometimes, like, now when I listen to music, it's not listening to music through my ears. It's like I'm, like, you know when you're going outside and you, you get that sunlight? And you're, yeah. You're consuming the actual energy from the yeah. sun. Yeah. And you're soaking it in. And mm -hmm. it's like you're, you're, you're consuming it or you're... you're, you're you're inputting that shit into your body. <laughs> Same thing with the fucking with sound waves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So a lot of the shit, when you listen to music and then it makes you feel good, you're just going to take it. And then people are like, oh, serotonin and all this other brain shit. Yeah, that's that's correct, too. Mm -hmm. But then you have the rhythm. You have fucking the lyrics. And yeah, it has the ideas. This, the ideas that are just being conveyed. Mm -hmm. And then it's, I will soak myself in a song because it makes me feel good or it makes me think about shit yeah. for about a week. Mm -hmm. And then that's like a medication where, okay, I'm a, let's, it's, it's fucking like you have, it's, your shit's called music therapy, right? Yeah. Music, uh, songwriters therapy. Songwriters therapy. No, yeah, I'm like, you're, you're like getting to the core of it. Yeah. That's the point of it. That's the, you know? that's, that's the point of what we're doing here. Yeah. And so. And it works both ways. Yeah. I want to say is like, it's not just about absorbing, like as listeners, oh, we yeah, get yeah. that. But as songwriters, sometimes as giving, like as songwriters, oh, putting shit. it, putting it down on paper mm -hmm. or playing that at shows like as much as you can or recording it, like singing something that you may have written like one year ago mm -hmm. is still effective therapy. You know yes, what I mean? Like, I agree. Like broadcasting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why when I saw music therapy, 
was it songwriters songwriters therapy. therapy i was like that's super real i was just uh i was talking with dan yeah uh fucking at the tattoo shop yeah yeah <laughs> and then um because uh, over there sometimes when people get tattoos there is a sign that fucking says um i'm not your therapist i'm your tattoo yeah i've seen that one there like that. yeah or that one but then it's just people like if someone's going to listen, because like, so I'm a teacher, and yeah. so my students are going to, if they're going to talk about shit, I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to listen, because mm. I'm going to be a good t- fucking human being. Yeah. Plus, it makes my classroom management even more uh, easier to handle, but it's just like, at a humane level, mm-hmm. I'm helping my students. But then if I'm listening to them, and then they get it off their chest, and I'm like, do you feel better? They're like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Yeah. That's cool. And then that's not even just students. Everyone has to do that. Like, you, uh, I'm very social and I'll talk to somebody mm-hmm. I, that I don't know. Um, and then people will just like throw shit on you. Yeah. Because they just need a vent or just Dude, get I do out. that sometimes. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm the one sometimes I'll like, I want, like someone will ask me some question and I'm like, all right, I'm about to like trauma dump on this yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is know? that what it's called? Is yeah, that really? Well, I, yeah, it's called trauma okay. dumping. There's a there's other words for I it. I didn't know too. that. Like, but yeah, like definitely like you just unload all of your emotions on someone. Yeah, and it, I mean it's kind of hard. Like sometimes you got to make sure that like that person's ready to hear it though. You know? Yeah, it, it works. That's like, true. Mm-hmm. Like human relationships to me are so interesting because there's such this dynamic and there's a lot of care that has to be placed when you. Yeah. When you just talk to someone randomly on the street, you know, you have to have like empathy and caring yeah. and think about like what you're projecting and how you're receiving things, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. sometimes things don't go right and you offend someone and it yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, um, so I wanted to uh, you're talking about the name of the podcast. I want to like Hell yeah. change something real quick. Uh, because we just got into it and I love doing that on this podcast, but, yeah. uh, so the name of the podcast is called songwriters therapy. Yeah. So, um, I normally start off the podcast asking the guests to introduce themselves yeah. and say why they're on this podcast. Okay. For sure. Hell yeah. yeah. So if okay. you can tell us who you are Hell yeah. and why you're here. So my name's Andrew Ponin. I play for a band called Malaska in Stockton, California, but I was here. It's so crazy. So. Now we're going to get to some yes. deep shit. Yes. Some made a shit. Dude, thing. dude. Yeah. Made a shit. Please. Made a shit. Okay. So. I'm at the point right now where I've seen the things that I do. Yeah. I'm getting positive reinforcement from everything. I'm not talking about just my students. I'm talking about adults everywhere. Sure. And shit I say. Or I'm getting, or just uh, my behaviors and attitudes anywhere. And I'm getting positive reactions because. Not even just what I'm saying to people, but just my energy. You know, if yeah, you, if I feel people, it. Yeah, you fucking their energy is crazy as fuck. Yeah, and then, it, but it's a good energy, a good intention. It's not like I'm trying to get fucking something from Andrew Hemans. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to sell you snake oil. But if if I have pure intentions and like like this concept that I came about, there's two things I want to talk about. Sure. The concept of love and fear, and then the concept of I forget the other one. It'll come to me. But then, okay, so there's this dude. His name's Bob Proctor. I've heard that name. Okay, this motherfucker is the dude that started off back in the 70s where this is where all the books about the secret and law of attraction came from. Oh, the secret. Yeah. Dude, my mom used to watch those like the secret movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyone who's listening, if you want to listen, it's not about I'm trying to sell the secret or go buy their books. Yeah. I'm just saying this is where the ideas come from. And then I'm I'm a super skeptical person. Sure. Super skeptical. I'm going to say it again. I'm super skeptical. Okay. <laughs> and so, and this idea of love and fear that I've been listening to this guy 
this dude, he passed away, RIP man. Um, so his concept was that love goes towards the things that you're scared of. It goes mm-hmm. towards it. And fear, you run away from it. Sure. And so this concept, um, have you ever seen uh, A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe? Yeah, I love that movie. So I remember at the end, Russell Crowe's like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a mathematician. I can do all this crazy shit, but I never understood what love was. And he was telling his wife, "Yeah, you were my fucking, my, uh, my anchor, my love that you kept me grounded because if I wasn't, I'd be fucking... Uh, he's a schizophrenic yeah. and he lost his mind because he's so smart that he created yeah. reality mm-hmm. and then love make it uh, the concept of love in that movie. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, dude, I didn't understand that concept. Even if like until like recently, like just two years ago, mm-hmm. not even like love for a, another person or love for this girl or the love for your uh, family. It's like, uh, and the, uh, the understanding I'm coming through is that, there has to be an intention that you have, and mm. then you can't be afraid. Yeah. You have to be fucking brave and courageous, Yeah, right? Yeah. And then you have to go towards it, and even if you're scared, this is scary for people. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to do that, and then we'll find excuses, because it still happens to me. Yeah. But even though I have these ideas, I just go like this now, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then I just do it. And then so it just makes a ripple effect, because I'm not doing it for attention, I'm not doing it to like, oh, look at me. Andrew's here and shit like that. Yeah. I'm trying to like give you my energy. And like, you ever watch Naruto? Uh, I, I, ha- <laughs> I haven't, but I know I should. Okay. I, I've watched other animes. Okay. I'm not like What animes there. have you? Okay. Top the two animes that you watched. Okay. Uh, top of your head. Uh, um, so I watched this. It's a movie called Blom. Okay. It's hella good okay. if you haven't seen it. Okay. It's like, it's a newer one. Uh-huh. I've seen a ton of Studio Ghibli stuff. I, okay. I know a lot of people are like, that doesn't count. Yeah. I watched a ton of Pokemon as a kid, Digimon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then like a bunch of stuff on Cartoon Network, okay. like uh, Full Metal, Metal okay. Alchemist, a little bit of that. Um, Have you seen Devil Dr- Man Cry ba- Baby was hella good. Dragon Ball Z? I've seen some Dragon okay. Ball Z, yeah. So uh, the concept of the energy, what was I even fucking talking about? Anyways, so um, I have this belief of myself. Oh, here, we can talk about beliefs too, but not even a belief about like uh, anything religious or anything, just beliefs that you have about the world and yourself, right? Sure, yeah. And so I have this belief that even even if I'm having a bad day physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, I try my best to like radiate. That's the word that fucking like radiate out Mm. because people can feel presence and, and energy, right? For and sure. I don't want to feel like I'm a pseudo, like, you know, people, when you talk about yeah, energy, yeah, people yeah. are like, shut the fuck up. We don't well, know what energy okay, means. So here's the thing about energy, though, that I think a lot of people might misunderstand, especially when it comes to like just being human. Like mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, energy is like me, like literally radio waves coming off of me. Uh-huh. But like that's one type of energy. To me, though, sometimes an energy are the, the feelings that a person emotes, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like if someone's giving off a negative or a sour energy or something like that's just me being a human being like that person's being like a little bit bitchy right now or <laughs> yeah. like they're having a bad day uh-huh. and they're, so they're giving off this type of energy yeah. but then like you come in here and you've got this like excited Hell like yeah. energy and like you've got a lot of power yeah yeah, you know? yeah. and like so i feel that i feel Hell your yeah. energy right now Fuck and it's yeah it's not because like i literally think your cells are like sending these radio waves yeah. to me it's about your behavior yeah, behavior. Thank you, yeah. Andrew. Behavior. And so when, okay, this goes to Bob Proctor, dude. Yeah. Because if you have a behavior, you have to have habits. Yeah. And so like, so I remember when I was kind of like ailing during COVID, I didn't really do shit. No one did shit in COVID. Yeah. No yeah. one did shit. And so I'm getting back to just being active and working out. And so in the morning, like 
I go to work. I don't go to work. So here's another one. Uh, don't say work. Say instead of work, say con- contribution. Yeah. <laughs> get the word work out of your head because if you keep saying work, it's like a negative connotation. Even if your mm. job sucks, if you think your job sucks. Yeah. But if you're contributing something, it has a whole different context or just ideology of what you're doing with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, instead, oh, I have to contribute over here at this spot. Yeah. But what when you're contributing, what are you contributing? Your value, right? Mm-hmm. But value is like, what do, you, what do you bring to the table? Yeah. What are you going to do to help other people? Mm-hmm. And so if you have habits, they say like you do a habit for like three weeks or whatever and becomes a behavior and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so... And so you have habits, and then you keep doing that, it becomes a behavior. And then the behaviors you keep doing that becomes a personality, it becomes mm-hmm. a part of you. Then you keep doing that personality, it becomes who you are yeah. over time. And then if you have people who are doing behaviors and habits over a community, and then becomes like a, um, a, a Bob Proctor, he calls it, his terminology is paradigm. Mm. So it's a multitude of behaviors. Yeah. So everyone's different behaviors just goes into this jar. Mm. And then some people wonder why we're fucked up on planet Earth because our fucking, our behaviors are all different. Our cultures yeah. are all different. And then the main thing right now that everyone's going through is that like racial tensions. Like I'm going to talk about this at school. I'm going to take a fucking, um, uh, for my staff because I'm going to do it. Because yeah. uh, when I speak, mm. I feel that, not that I can say anything I want. I say it in a proper way that's not very offensive, but it's to the grain of truth. Yeah. That people yeah. need to say, but people are afraid to say it because mm-hmm. they're afraid of the backlash and shit like that. Yeah. And so that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come here. And remember, I asked your ass, yeah, can yeah. I be? I was like, I was like, he's a, like, I'm like, I'm curious, you know, because yeah. like I, I, I'll be honest, like I've never heard you. I don't know like what your writing contributions are and like, like the core of this, I always talk about like to songwriters, but I'm interested in like music and con- yeah. contribution, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, and but like I'd seen maybe on Instagram you playing guitar, so I'm like I'm mm-hmm. interested to see like what does Andrew have to Hell say yeah. and like what what is his like musical journey in life and yeah. how does that affect the rest of your awesome. life and how does the rest of your yeah, life let's do that affect your musical journey? Let's do that because I'm super about that and I think mm-hmm. about it a lot and so. Yeah, I mean, I guess the the way I, I typically like to s- start things out is like, tell me your history of like not playing music to you're playing music now. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Or, or like even even like the very early days, like why what made you want to pick up an instrument? What made you to want to like get to the point where you're playing in this band, Malaska? Yeah, hell yeah. Do we go to the origin story? Yeah, that's what I'm zero? asking for. <laughs> yeah, like Sick. zero to 60. Dude, hell yeah. So... Background with me, my family, everyone plays music. Nice. And, and but they're not musicians, but everyone knows how to play music. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll have we're, we're at family gatherings, and my fucking aunt will bust out the guitar, or she'll pick mm-hmm. up the guitar that's in the house, and she'll play some like Spanish shit. I'm like, I never knew you fucking knew how to play guitar or piano. Yeah. But all my aunts and uncles do. My dad does. Mm-hmm. But so here's the cool thing. So you know, our right brain's very creative, music oriented. Left brain is the uh, sequence, logic, cold math, hard facts and shit like that. Sure. My dad's a mathematician, but he still has a love for the arts and crafts and stuff nice. like that. So, you know. Balances. Balances. And yeah. we'll all talk about the hemispheres of the brain too. Yeah, that, for sure. Ooh, I'll get that to that later. <laughs> so, um, I started playing music when I was like eight, nine. Oh, damn. So, started super early. early. Yeah. But my parents always, they... I grew up Catholic, so my parents always took me to church, and then we were—they always sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. So always, I was always around 
this quote unquote like music stuff, right? Sure. And so um, my parents wanted me to play something because fuck it, the first in- the first instrument I played was the flute because I was mm-hmm. like, I'll play that shit, I'll play the flute. I was like yeah. in fourth grade, and so I played that for a little, but I was like, man, nah, that ain't cool. Like like the breath breathing and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like like have you played the flute before? I, I uh I've tried to play the flute. It's like, like you have to do that like yeah. and like yeah. any wood woodwind. Yeah. It's like breath control, it's like singing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like constant. But I'm like, that's pretty cool, but uh, I quit it. Yeah. And so then I think in fifth grade, my parents were like, Yeah, we want you to play for the church. I'm like, all right, what? And then they said all right, we want to get you drums so you can play oh, for church. Nice. Yeah. So the initial was, the initial was I was supposed to play for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I did. I did play for church for a long time. That's cool. Mo- I mean, most parents, uh, at least when we were kids, weren't like, "I'm gonna get you a drum set." You mm-hmm. know, uh, like my first drum set. I think I, I got this like, it was like a two hundred dollar garage. Uh, yeah. uh, no, two hundred dollar. Um, Guitar Center special, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. I feel like I was in Sacramento with my mom, and I was like, "I need to buy strings. Will you buy me strings yeah. for my guitar?" And there was a drum, and I was like, "Look how cheap that drum set is, mom!" And <laughs> Did she's you say like, that when you're younger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I, Look how cheap it is, mom. Yeah, no. Come on. Yeah, and and some for some reason, my mom, my parents were always very supportive, but like it wasn't their idea. I'm just what I'm saying is it's cool how it was like your parents were like, you, like yeah. let's do drums. Yeah, you know? like. Bless my parents for, cause like I remember coming home from high school and I played like legitimately mm-hmm. like three to four hours every day after high school. Damn. That's and so tight. It was in an open space too. I didn't fucking put it in a room mm-hmm. for some reason. I had it in our, like the room with the piano where everything yeah, yeah, was like open. Living room, great yeah. room type thing. And I yeah. played in there. I'm like, yeah. now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, how did you put up with that? But I'm like so grateful for my parents for putting mm-hmm. up with it. Cause if I didn't play music, I don't like, like I saw you had uh, Matt Mua on. Yeah, and I talked to Matt about this. I said, I was like, "Hey, what would your life be yes. if you were never a musician?" Yes. That so that's what I wanted to lead in right? to with you, um, because you've got this profession now, right? Uh-huh. Like you're you're a teacher. I don't mm-hmm. know what else what else you've done in your life, but one of the things I found in my life, both like going like when I was in college, going through college, and and then like uh, even before college, just like trying to get like a a shitty job at like office max everything always came back to music for me for some reason like when i would interview i'd use like i would talk about like playing in bands and how that like how i got like more responsible doing music stuff and how i learned how to like be habitual and things like that and then like in college it was always like i was always able to like use the things that i learned like playing in bands and interacting with people and like practicing and like thinking about song structure. Yeah. Cause I went to school for uh, graphic design and like fine arts. Sweet. And so I mapped all these things that I'd already learned writing songs and playing music and doing, even doing improv and thinking about all of the patterns that you see and how to apply that to design and studying and stuff like that. Um, so I just find myself like this string of like, music being woven into anything even if i'm not playing at the time Uh so i guess my question to you is like uh how is being a musician how has that affected these other parts of your life like the professional part Mm -hmm. of your life yeah so being a drummer you have to keep time we have to keep time obviously and so being a drummer too everyone shits on drummers 
Not really. But, no, no way, dude. Really? No, I've I've got to like call you out on that one. All Everyone right, cool. shits on bass players. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because no one they can't hear the bass. Yeah. Well, okay. There's just all these bad jokes about bass players, and like I always consider bass like my main instrument. And uh-huh. I'm always like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but it's I always bass and drums. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's no, always the rhythm you, section. Yeah, because we're not like you know. Yeah, yeah. Lead guitarist. That's or, what I'm saying. You know, yeah. yeah I, Shout I out like, to you, Derek, if you listen to this, yeah. bro. Shit. Yeah. And everyone else that plays bass. Yes. And keeping it fucking groovy. But so, um, as a drummer, we're the loudest ones, obviously. But like, if we fuck up, everyone's gonna yep. fuck up. Yep. And if we're not, if we're, if the drummer's hella good, everyone's hella good. Yeah. And shit like that. <clears throat> but then, oh man, when you were talking, I was like, oh shit, that is true. Like, I, I I'm glad that I came here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, Actually, thank you for I uh, thank myself for inviting myself. Yeah, thank you, definitely. <laughs> but um, like you said, like being the developing those habits mm-hmm. with playing music, like setting it up. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I need a rug for the next time because my fucking kick drum was fucking remembering, remembering next yeah. thing. It, it's like iterating on your experiences, right? The prior it's like experience. You, yeah, you show up at a show without your own rug, yeah. and you're like. I'm never. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. And the next time you go with a rug and you realize you need like, uh, mm-hmm. you need like a stop for your, yeah, the, for your, stop, for your feet kick, because yeah. because like, I we've all man we've all been at shows where someone puts a cinder block in front <laughs> of set, and I'm so fucking done with that. And I I learned this secret. Uh, well, it's not really a secret. Like the uh, you know um, Michael Samaniego, uh, yeah, yeah. drummer in Dirty Pillows. Yeah, so I, yeah. I used to be in that band. And he has this rug that has this like block yeah, of on the wood fr- the front. on the front of it. Yeah. And it's it's perfect. And I realized Oh, I'm I gonna could, fucking buy one now. Okay. I'll show you before you leave. Okay, for sure. I realized you can get a little piece of wood and just tuck it under your carpet as long as it's the width of the feet of your drum. I see, yeah. And that bass drum won't it. go anywhere. Hell yeah. Nowhere. I wanna buy a pro one though, so it looks hella nice. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. I just recently got um on band equipment mm-hmm. um fucking the stands. A bag stand, oh, so you know yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. you're going loading got a wheels show. On it? Hell yeah, got oh, wheels. So good. Hell yeah. I don't I'm buy about that shit dude, now. I don't buy anything without a case <laughs> or a cover anymore. Like okay. as you that that's another thing maturing as like yeah. a musician. Like when I was younger, I just throw it in the back of yeah. like my truck or my car, whatever I had at the time. But like everything now that I if I buy it, it has I have to mm-hmm. buy a case or a cover for it. Like amps, guitars, uh, yeah. anything now. Because we're investing our money and money is just our, our movable energy. Yeah, and shit. I fucked up too much equipment when yeah. I was younger or loaned it out to someone else who fucked and it they up. They fucked you know it up I mean? and they didn't take care of it. Yeah. We gotta take care of our shit, man. Yeah. It's expensive. It's expensive. Hell yeah, yeah it is. Shit. But yeah, um <laughs> fucking um habits. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah. hell no. Um, we're talking about habits, but oh, as a musician. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm always um, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't know about the question. I'm thinking about, I don't know if the music, I, here, here, we'll do this. I'm pretty sure the music influenced more of my personality. Like yeah. if we're on stage, like I remember performing when I was younger. Yeah. I've always been a performer. For sure. Like even when I was in like first grade, my fucking aunt made me do this Filipino cultural dance in front of the whole school with my cousins and shit. Nice. I'm in first grade. And then I remember, uh, I don't even remember being nervous. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, this is what's sick, dude, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're in front of people, you're nervous and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I remember being first grade. Props to me, man. <laughs> shit. Props to me because I remember doing you- the dance. I was like, you know, sometimes people when they perform, you can see... Mm. 
that, oh, they're not so sure of themselves, of themselves and shit. I remember doing the dance, and I was looking at everyone straight in their eye, being a first grader. And I remember looking, because I'm just doing the dance, but I'm looking at them in their eye, seeing what it, what it is. Yeah. That's what I knew when I was younger. And even with, like, people who know me, I've always been like, I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you think. So, I, I mean... This probably goes without saying, but I'm going to ask it because I, I think it's fair to ask. You're an extrovert. You, you know right? what? Check this out. Are you? I probably am, yeah. but I didn't know this. Oh, so, oh, let's do this, Andrew. Watch this. Okay. I recently took a trip to LA and I went to a Coheed and Camry concert with my oh, cousin. Oh, nice. Hell yeah, yeah, right? And I flew, flew down there because I didn't want to drive. Mm-hmm. And then she is a holistic... Uh, Th- what's the therapy the most not massage what's it called when they like m- massage like, uh, what's that shit called i want to say physical therapy yeah physical therapy oh, okay. yeah. right. but she I does holistic shit yeah yeah and so she's like really about the reiki and shit like mm-hmm. that and so she was we're talking because we haven't spoken in a long time and then um <clears throat> she was talking about how you are either extroverted introverted or in between but yeah. wherever you garner or gather your energy gather is what your you energy are. yes yeah that's why Okay, so um, I always thought I was an extrovert because I like I love talking to people. I I'm not afraid to talk to people. Um, I I've always kind of when I was younger, I always had stage fright when I first started playing music. But I like wanted to play music so bad I'd push through it. But I always thought I was an extrovert because I was like, yeah, I'm able to get up on stage at the end of the day. Like I love talking to people. I love going and seeing groups of people. But as I got older, I realized like where I am on the spectrum, I'm what's called an outgoing introvert Sick. because like most of the time, and I look, think back to all my life, I've been like this. I just want to be at home, hanging out most of the time, sitting on the couch, watching TV, playing guitar. Yeah. But when I do go out, I love to talk to people and I, and I could like put on that, like, um, that, I don't want to say mask because it's not a mask. It's more of like a coat that I put yeah. on to go out. And I'm like, hey, everyone, yeah. like Andrew's here. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. let's party. Yeah, yeah for sure. And then, and then when I'm done, I go home yeah. and I recharge. I recharge at home sure. so I can go out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you're, wherever you do get your energy, that's what you are. Yeah. I always thought I was an introvert my whole life. Yeah. But you know what? This is what she said, my cousin. Yeah. She was like, when you, were, when you thought you were an introvert, were you happy? Were you, did you have energy? Did you feel like you're, be, you're supposed to be the person that you were? I was like, no. And she was like, cause now, cause like now I'm like super, now that I'm teaching, I have to yeah, be this way. Yeah. And so now that I have reasons or purposes to enable myself to be cooperatively friendly and social with people. For sure. For purposes um, that are, that pertain to the environment. I know that now I'm an extrovert or I could be, I'm both probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I we're all both. I, yeah. I think but we lean like that. Yeah. We lean towards certain ones. Yeah. But then I've realized that when I'm speaking, like like you said about, I, I'm learning myself more because this is new to me too. For sure, me being this way is new to me. This is like f- like th- year three in for me. It's like I'm born again. Yeah, right? yeah. It's super yeah. new to me because before I I wouldn't talk to people. Mm-hmm. It's not that I always th- I, I thought that I was like better than people. I never thought about that. I never yeah. thought that it was I was super shy. Yeah. But then that super shyness was the fear, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm thinking about that. I was like, why are you so fearful? I was like, oh, people, what people think of me. And I think that's where I developed that. I don't give a fuck about you because I care about what you think of me. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a maturity thing, yeah. too, is like, yeah. I mean, I, I still get that sometimes. Right. Like, I'm definitely like, oh, you know, uh, you get down on yourself. Like people, people don't like me. People, you know, don't think. But 
I think there's this maturity thing of like, especially when it comes to your creativity and the things you output into the world, like sometimes I'm like, oh, no one likes this thing because like my, you know, no one listened to this or no one visited my website today. And, but at the same time, it's like not stopping me from doing my thing. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. <clears throat> fuck I'm it, doing dude. this thing because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I believe in it. I love it. Yeah. And it brings me, brings me joy, you know? Yeah. And I think that's this, this level of maturity as creative individuals that everyone, uh, hopefully everyone grows into. I think that I'm sure there's some people that don't. And I, like, I, I definitely feel bad for those people. Like, come yeah. on, my, come on my show. Let's talk about it. Let's, yeah. let's, you so know. So if you keep doing it, but that's what I'm saying too. Cause if your heart's in it, your intentions in it, and mm. it's for a good thing, like it's fucking yeah. songwriters therapy, and you're, and <laughs> it, but it makes people feel important. Yeah, when yeah, people for sure. ask, hey, uh, I want you on the podcast. You know who you should invite here? I don't know if you have had. Tell guess, me, tell um, me, um, Cheyenne. Dude, Dude Cheyenne was my first episode. Fuck yeah, episode then. one. Then you should bring her back again. Yeah, Fuck no, yeah. I was thinking about it because she said she's working on like new recordings Good. and stuff so Cheyenne, i'm glad she was the first one shine if you're listening Cheyenne, i don't know if you're calling are. you out yeah <laughs> thank you because like those are the people where like they're deeply invested in what they do yeah and they're really really articulate in how yeah. they express it mm-hmm. and and explain it so i was like that's who i thought about yeah she's so good at talking about her craft too like so that's yeah. what i'm saying like having her for episode one like kick-started this and let me know like oh, I can do this, you know, like, cause at first I was like, I don't know how to talk to you. I'm not the kind of person that like, I don't take notes beforehand. Like, yeah, it's all like right now. It's all about like, I, I'm, I always tell people like, there's no script. This is all a conversation between yeah. you and me. I don't know where this is going to go. We're going to talk about like what you want to talk about. That's the magic, yeah. right? That's I've, where it's supposed to. I've got beats that I'm like, I want to know this about this person, yeah. but then that will lead us to a completely different conversation sometimes, yeah. you know? Even good for you, too, because you'll have different people with different ideas and you absorb yeah. them. Yeah. And it only helps you because you're just, oh, I can do this. Oh, but that was a good idea. I can apply life or I can mm-hmm. do this for another yeah, I no, guess for the I, show. I love that's what I, 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 I was like trying to say. Like, I just love learning about people. I love talking to musicians, too, because, uh, you know, while we have similar things like. You know, I'm sure you and I could talk about gear yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. we could talk about like songwriting. We could talk about bands we love. Like we've got these things in common, but then there's things that I'm learning from you that I never knew about, you know, because uh-huh. Hell yeah. musicians are not one type of person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, there's this like this, uh, you know, um, uh, melting pot of musicians, I mm-hmm. guess. Right. You know, where yeah. we all have different side hobbies. We all have different professions, you know, uh, we all have different yeah. ideas about music, too. Yes. Yes. And, and that's what sick. I love about being in a band too, is like you, you bring a song to a band and someone like totally changes your mind about something that yeah. you came up with, you know, or yeah. a riff or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, damn, that's tight. I didn't, I didn't know it was going to go that way. I like going to shows, um, for on the local circuit right now. Mm-hmm. What was super cool. So, uh, Geo's band, Static Symphony, they played yes. at, uh, Lodi Idol Beer. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then it was a wholesome moment. Like I was grateful that I could experience it. Mm-hmm. So they were playing. I, I don't even know what fucking cover it was. But then what was super dope was that they invited bands that were from like San Francisco. Yeah. And they were like, I saw my future because they were punks and they were like older. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, if, am I going to be punk my whole life? And I'm going to like, you know, fucking be at punk shows when I'm like 45, 50 and dude, shit. Dude, I'm 35. And like when I was young, like I still feel 
like I'm like 20, right? Me too. And and like people look at me and they don't think that I'm 35. They're like, what the fuck? We, we look young, bro. Okay, but we here's the young. thing. When we were younger, people who were 35 looked like they were like 50. <laughs> and it's because more people smoked cigarettes back then. That's true. And, and yeah. I, there's other reasons too. I, I, I heard someone talking about this, but... You know, I don't feel 35 because when I was younger, I was like 35 year olds were like hella old. Yeah. But I've been doing I've been playing like emo punk music, whatever it is that I I, I feel like I'm getting more and more punk as I get older. Yeah. When I was younger, it was more like indie emo softer mm-hmm. stuff. But at 35, if I'm doing it, I'm going to be doing this till Fuck I die. Dude. Yeah, I'm dude. Be, I'm going to be 75. Like people talk about like <clears throat> people in like old people's homes, like playing video like modern warfare and all these video games that yeah. our like age groups have played. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But like, I'm going to be the guy like wearing, you know, uh, still wearing my Jawbreaker yeah. t-shirt uh-huh. and like, like trying to go to some like some punk show, some yeah. local like dive yeah. punk show, you know? But it's cool because when we're there, we I saw all the, they dressed with their style back in the day. They yeah, had yeah. the, uh, I don't know those shoes are called, but they're like, they look like Doc Martens, but they're white in the middle. They look like fucking bowling shoes. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like, some shit like they're that. kind of like creepers that are black and white. Some shit yeah, like yeah, that. I don't even know what it is. Out. But then they dressed up and then fucking during that performance, they did the cover. And then one of these late, I can't even remember. I didn't even like her charisma was so off the charts. It was so dope. The singer. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't, a, she was, I don't know mm-hmm. if she was a singer for the other band, but she was, um, a, the dude from that played in the band before it was his lady, but they're oh, like okay. probably forty five plus both. Yeah, but they're still punk. And then they played a cover, and she just walked up on stage because she's she's like, I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna sing this shit. Nice. And then I saw um, uh, Phil, Seth, and fucking Gio. They looked and they're like, it's gonna happen. And so they fucking she sang whole shit, and she was like totally okay. So there's these two there's these two concepts of time. There's like linear time, and there's like this thing in the greek it's called kairos time right mm. so linear time is this you just go through time but there's those times where it's like oh should i do this should i do that mm-hmm. right and then oh i didn't do it and then you get regret because you should have fucking done it yeah kairos time is always doing shit where your brain says you want to do that she did it she did it she did it the shit yeah, that scares yeah, you she, do it yeah kairos so time tight. And so, but it's not like the, it's like, I always say this concept to people and they're like, well, that's dangerous. Cause if you think about jumping off a bridge, no, yeah, we're well, not going to jump off a bridge. You dumbass. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're fucking sensical. <laughs> yeah. When, when you talk about like just doing it, you're talking about like going to play that show, yeah. like hit like talking to that band about jamming with them, you know, like, yeah. like all the things in life that you would regret if you didn't at least try, try it. it. You're saying try it. Fuck not try. Do it. Yeah. Well, Fuck try. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm I'm at that level. <laughs> Fuck try. I always have all my uh, coworkers are like, oh yeah, you're you're. It's like yeah, I was wearing red shirt. It's like oh, it's like it's like your personality. I was like, what are you talking about? I didn't know how like energetic and mm-hmm. like kind of not dominating. It's just like my my fucking. You got a lot of you got a lot of energy yes, for sure. It's yeah, very very radiating. Yeah, and so I'm learning to not even pick my spots. If I'm gonna be this way, I'm gonna be this way anywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And so. <clears throat> And then, um, I, a lot of where I'm at right now is just like, uh, the concept of love and fear. Yeah. So anywhere I go, just like the con the word of the concept is love, but it's like even greater than that more made it. It's just like, if you feel like it's the right thing to do, not feel, feel and yeah. think. 
If you feel it's the right thing to do and you think reasonably, logically, it is the right thing to do, fucking do it, right? Yeah, yeah. You're going towards it instead yeah, of away from, from it. What, yeah, you, like you yeah, like I said, right? Yeah. Not I said, that's fucking Bob Proctor's shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, from that, that's where I'm at right now. And that's why I wanted to come here because a lot of people, because being a teacher mm-hmm. and saying, and my, my students are special ed, so they're behind a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I go a thousand percent for these motherfuckers, like a thousand percent, right? Yeah. But it's cool because I'm myself. And so I tell, I have to do things where if I don't do it, other people will, will won't benefit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I do it, people will benefit. If I can be myself, people will benefit. Yeah. That's things that people get wrong about me. And Mr. A confession here, right? Yeah, yeah. This is things that people get wrong about me because they think I'm just like an attention whore and shit like yeah. that because my energy is just erratic. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that because if I can be energetic in a room full of people who are tired and a room full of people who don't want to interact or communicate with other people, then that's, I'm going to fucking be the energy where, and I'm very, very, I wasn't, I'm not approachable yeah. as a person. If my face is fucking like, and I have, <laughs> I always wear sunglasses and shit. For sure. Like, I'm not approachable. You're not going to fucking say hi to me. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers won't. But if I say hi to people, now that I'm like getting out of the introvert, oh, like, oh, I shouldn't say this to people. I'm scared to like make contact or even just say hi. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing the importance of it. And then here's the more meta shit, right? So if you have people who aren't being true to themselves, you're you're those people. I don't know. I guess I'm calling out everybody. Yeah. <laughs> call, them, call them out, <laughs> dude. Fuck dude. If you're not being true to yourself, right, mm-hmm. you're doing a disservice for everybody else. Yeah. Because we're, there's it, it's getting dangerous to the point where in our society, in our civilization, it's getting very, very dangerous if we are not being true to ourselves we are harming ourselves as a collective, as a species that we're afraid to talk to that person because all these other things that we've been conditioned with, oh, we're, this is going to happen, that's mm-hmm. going to happen. We And it's like... Yeah. all the fears. All the fears, right? right? Yeah. And even look at the news stations that we're fucking watching. It's pumping fear, right? Yeah. Not, not to get into that fucking yeah. idea or <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> but we're, we've been conditioned where it's like... Back in the day with indige- indigenous cultures a whole village knew each other, yeah. right? Everyone yeah. knew each They're other. They're connected. They're connected. Yeah. And so there wasn't one thing where it's like, who's this motherfucker right here? We don't know him. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew each other. But then when they had an outsider, everyone knew who is this motherfucker because we all of us don't know who he is. Yeah. And so what, based off of that idea, it's like it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. But now everyone is so fragmented. We all have our different political beliefs and what beliefs of whatever we th- believe in that we don't see ourselves as one whole united tribe of yeah, species. Yeah, definitely. And and it's it's funny too, is like people live so much uh ge- geographically for the most part, we're so close to each other. Like think yeah. of the thing about Stockton, you know, like you know, my neighbors are like their yeah, house their house is like six feet away from my house, right? We're super close. Yeah. But like this is this is like my castle and I've yeah, got yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got yeah. like my moat around yep. it, you know. This and, is my and, shit. And the you know next door they have their moat around right. it, and uh, you know um, that's that's how like all cities are now, and it is so fragmented, right? Like maybe there's like these many tribes, but yeah. it there's no there's no cohesive you know uh, mm-hmm. unit anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say on the positive side, yeah. when you find your community and yeah. that does form, it's you a beautiful thing, yeah. and that's what we have. I feel like in the music community. Hell yeah! Uh, especially in Stockton, like I've. I've lived in other places. I always say, like, I lived in the Bay Area for, like, six years. 
and like fuck the bay like no offense <laughs> dude if you're if you're a band in the bay area like i love you uh-huh. but like fuck the bay area music scene because all they want out there is like is it the glamour is bands that draw or bands on tour like if you're a oh. local band like it's a lot harder to like book shows out there than in stockton like you want a show in stockton you just like ask someone and they're like hell yeah, yeah i'll put you on a show uh-huh. you've never played a show before well you gotta play then <laughs> yeah. you know uh-huh. like everyone here wants to give someone their first show yeah. like in like large markets like the bay area they're like well what can you draw like how can you make me money yeah, you know yeah. but out here there's like this community and like with any community there's like some infighting and someone hurts someone else's feelings and stuff yeah. like that it happens but I, I don't know i just feel like stockton has like a very healthy tribe when it yeah. comes mm-hmm. to our music scene hell you yeah know? And another note, now I'm not calling people to be true to themselves. I'm not, I haven't been true to myself for my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I'd say it's a process. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's growth. I always say this about relationships, um, especially romantic relationships. I talk to my wife about this all the time. Like when you are in a, a romantic relationship, your goal should always be to grow together. And yes. that, that doesn't just mean that you're like becoming one unit. It means like individually every day you're trying to be a better version than you are before. Hell yeah. Because there's this concept of like in relationships and I think it gets kind of co- toxic where it's like, well, you don't have to change for me. But yeah. that like, that's like very like, first it's like very like uh passive aggressive. You don't have to change for me. But like yeah. when you're in a relationship, you should want to be a better version of yourself yeah. for that other person. Yeah. And I think it's the same in communities right and individually right like you should want to be a better version of yourself Uh every day and that means being true to yourself yeah and sometimes because of fear and because of just human psychology yeah there's things that you're not ready to be true about you know i i know there's things about like my myself that i'm like i haven't put in a song yet because i'm not sure if i'm ready to broadcast that and then there's things that i've been like super fucking true about and i've like aired my dirty laundry in a song, whether someone has recognized that lyric and been like, Oh fuck. Like I know Uh that, I know what that's about. Or they hear that lyric and think it's about some, something completely different. It doesn't matter to me. I was ready to be, to like write down my truth, you know? Whoa. Whoa. That, that hit me real quick, real quick. Yeah. Whoa. Tell me. Cause I've I've been like for the past like year I've been doing guitar and I've been singing. Yeah. I remember the one time when we played at that, that vineyard, I remember fucking you you were like, <clears throat> you're about to play a song, and then you're like, oh, but is that that key? And you're like, ah, oh, oh. you're trying to find the key with your singing, yeah, right? Yeah. So in, in high school, I I sang choir and I was a baritone, mm-hmm. and so I was like, man, I always wanted to sing, and I always know I have melody in my head, yeah, and I have a good ear for it, but I didn't really. I st- I tried to sing before in college. I was like, nine years ago, mm-hmm. some shit like that. But then it wasn't as productive, you know, like when you start off something, it's like, man, we suck. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do it's this anymore. To, I always say this when you're learning music, you have to be comfortable with, especially songwriting yeah. and singing. You have to be comfortable yeah. with sucking for a <laughs> while. Yeah. And so now that I've been singing, you ever, you ever have that, you ever download that app on your phone? It's called Smule. It's like a karaoke app. Dude, because, I think I had it like years okay, ago. I, I yeah. use it. I use it hella I should before try COVID, because you can sing. It's like karaoke, but you're singing with other people. Yeah, and then you're singing through your mic, and so it has a fucking thing on the, on the hub where it says, "Oh, you're hitting the note," and oh, so you can see nice, where your notes nice. are coming at. What was that like? A rock band used to have oh, like rock, a mic. Really? Uh, was it Rock Band? One of the like um, the video games used to have 
Yeah, okay. The, the drums, the guitar, and Rocksmith. the microphone. Rocksmith. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember like my old roommates having that, and it'd have the microphone, and it would show you whether yeah. you were hitting. That's it. That's what Smule is. Yeah. But you can. It's like an. It's a video thing, so you're mm. singing with other people, and then it captures nice. the whole video. So it has you here, and then them. That's awesome. And so it's super. It's like a social media karaoke app. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool because. Uh, sometimes, you know, when we sing and then you see yourself singing, you're like, oh man, it's not that, but you're still getting comfortable. Yeah. Fuck it. Then oh, fuck it. Well, let's perform. Mm-hmm. We're ready now. But good thing that you said it's a, uh, did you say it was a growth or like, um, yeah, it's about per- personal growth, yeah, right? Growth, you know, being right? a better version <clears throat> yeah. of yourself. Because, um, when I play guitar, like I try to do some shit that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just like sing over like uh, like basic stuff. Yeah, I always have to like add that flair where it's like, ooh, that was cool. Yeah, it's like you know? something yeah. something unique. To, yeah, unique to, to yourself. Yeah, yeah, or that's something that's unique to me, or something that's unique to you, and like, yeah. I want to put a little flam on it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be doing that. I like singing over like um, riffs that are complicated, mm-hmm. that aren't normal. Yeah, that's not like a. It's like but you you rinse and repeat, and then you loop it. And then you sing on top of it. So you're doing two things at once. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that, but I mention it because when you're talking about, oh, yeah, you aired your dirty laundry, your lyrics, you have to be comfortable with sucking yeah. before. And now, like, now I'm comfortable with that, even though I, I feel that I can be a good singer, I am a good singer because I sing with my heart. So I'm pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And so, and I'm still really, really like, um, I sang one time and Cheyenne, she was like, yeah, it was pretty good, but make sure you work on your um, pronunciations, your enunciations of your letters, the <laughs> S's, and, you know, the tail ends of the sentences. I was like, fuck yeah, that's nice. the shit I need to hear. Yeah. Because it's, it's true. Yeah, you got some, like, real critique. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Because she... It was actionable, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because when Cheyenne sings, I mm-hmm. observe how she sings, and it's always, like, um, like the uh, wide mouth or, like, doing... Yeah, the, yeah. She's, like, one of those people who's, like... A classically, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to say classically trained because I don't know what her training is, but she, uh, she's, uh, technically, ooh, hell yeah, uh, she's so technically proficient that it seems like she's, uh, classically trained. Hell I guess yeah. you know what I mean. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't mean it. like opera or whatever, just like a good singer. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she knows all the tricks. Yeah, and so like, or even when we listen to music now, like, or when you listen to a song. What do your ears automatically go towards? Is it the bass, the drums? Or? I, I've always found that it, for me, it's the bass because that's the instrument that I play, play. Mm-hmm. you know? But then there are times when I am practicing something a lot. Like if I'm really thinking about drums, like I'm trying to like program some beats or I'm like, I've been like playing drum kit a lot more that week mm-hmm. and I put on songs and listen to them, I'm like, listening i'm like oh that's that's how Uh, they do that like kick pedal thing you know Mm -hmm. um so for me it's more often than not i'm listening for bass but it also changes based on like what i'm focusing on practicing for sure hell yeah because whenever i do i I, same as you i listen to drums Mm -hmm. but then sometimes it's like man i have to force myself to not listen to drums because it's so i'm so musically inclined to yeah you're trained you've you've trained yourself that's become a behavior yes oh man (laughs) Light it up, Andrew. Yeah. Shit. But that's the behavior. And then so I have to be like, okay, let's listen to the guitar. And I'm like, oh, shit, I never heard that part. And I've mm-hmm. listened to the song for 10 years. And I've never paid attention to that part. And then translate that to fucking just life in general mm-hmm. with people. Oh, I didn't know that about you. And then you connect with that person. Or, oh, I didn't know that you did that. And then 
all these models that I, 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 I call them conceptual models, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a conceptual model of the music that we did. Um, oh, I listened to the drums because behaviors and habits. Now that conceptual model transpose that to, I don't know, uh, working in the backyard gardening. Yeah, yeah. Or something sure. like that, yeah. you know? Oh, I didn't know about, oh, shit, you fucking hooked up your, your, your what's that called? Fire pit. The fire pit to your fucking, mm-hmm. the spa. You know, shit like that. That's, yeah. that's dope. And then another thing, too, is getting older, too. It's like being patient with shit, but then, like, with the gear and all this other stuff, being more appreciative of mm-hmm. people, even if, I won't say musicians suck, but if you're an amateur or whatever, right? But at least you're expressing that stage of yourself and then me now I, I remember we were in Bremerton <clears throat> and this guy did a what's it called uh, a performance uh, but it wasn't about music um, fuck what's it called god damn it anyways like, uh, spoken word or it, it, like comedy anyway so this is what yeah. he did he had like pipes and glass and he acted like a primitive fucking caveman Banging the the noises, and he was using a modulator to fucking he banged the uh, the pipe on the ground. He got so he's doing like uh, what's that called? Something performance, like a like an experimental noise, type some shit thing. like that. Yeah. But it, uh, it's like a creative performance or something yeah, like yeah. that. I can't remember. I but back then, I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? Yeah. Why am I wasting time listening or watching this shit? And everyone else was like. You know when you go the yeah you go to a show and like someone's like obvious it's obviously not your thing but yeah then other people are like yeah wow. that was shit right you know I've been I feel like I've been on both sides of that like okay. go to some show yeah. or something and and I'm just like uh, yeah I don't know if this is for me right now yeah. and then I've been other times when I've I've that seen some shit. band and I've been like isn't that fucking crazy and like my <laughs> friends are looking at me like Andrew like that that was not good and I'm yeah. like you don't get it yeah it's all this is art. This, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it becomes that because I'm like, um, fucking, now that I'm older and I'm, I'm more appreciative of art because sometimes I go to the museums with my cousins. They're like super into art. Nice. And I'm hella pissed because I'm like, I look at this shit and I can't understand it. Like I'll look at an art painting. I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And I'm getting frustrated because they're like looking at it. And they're like, Oh, the fucking dimensions and look at the yeah. strokes and shit. And this means that. And I'm like, I can't fuck. And I'm hella pissed. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh shit, I'm seeing all these things. And like, I'm being like, I'm being able to understand where, where people's sufferings are now. Yeah. Because right? I that was not in my fucking cognitive programming where like someone was suffering and like I didn't understand it. Yeah. Until I had my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit! Now I'm like a whole like leveling up, not leveling up. You're you're being like more empathetic to empathetic, other yes, people. Yeah, yeah. And it and it's helping me because I can communicate with people better now. Mm-hmm. And not even communicate with like other musicians, just people, any run of the mill person out of the in in public. Yeah. But I'm not saying everyone's run the mill person. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's their own individual <laughs> yeah. shit. I get what you mean. Yeah, though. yeah. You know, but. That's what I'm finding joy in. Like mm-hmm. another reason, like I want to go on this podcast because I want to start talking. Yeah, and then, yeah. like because I think very. Uh, I'm the, I'll just, This is who I am. Mm-hmm. I think very highly of myself. Right. Yeah. I just think very highly of myself. But I'll be like to people, "You suck. I'm better." No, you have good self image. Is yes. what you're saying. You're Thank not, you. You don't think that you're. I I don't get that you think you're better than yeah. someone mm-hmm. anyone else. I get that you're an empathetic person, but 
uh, you have this confidence and you have, uh, you have high self self worth and self image. And I think that's Thank like, you. that's like a very positive thing, Thank you. especially like in the music community nowadays or just always. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with like confidence and mental mm-hmm. health and sometimes it's people you don't expect. Sometimes yeah. it's people that can get up in a crowd and entertain people and then they go home and they're just yeah. like, oh, I was they're, so fucking bad. Yeah. And then we all went home from that performance and we're like, <sighs> oh my God, awesome. that guy was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he knows how good he is, yeah. you know, or she or whoever. You know? I always uh, equate that to, I always tell this story. So Ariana Grande goes to a fucking concert, right? She fucking, um, I can't remember who, I think it was a drummer for the Mars Volta or something, like mm-hmm. Thomas Bridge or something. Or somebody, and they, he was guest drumming on a, a band that was opening for Ariana Grande. Yeah. And then, so he see, he watches from the back. Ariana Grande fucking finishes her set, and then he says that right when she gets backstage, she goes like this, and she leans, and she fucking, like, falls back, and then people hold her, and mm. they're carrying her. People have, like, a water bottle with a straw they put into her oh mouth, you know what I'm saying, shit? <laughs> like, it's like, you know, because she's an idol, yeah. and she's being treated like an idol, but Jeez. she's accepting that that's yeah. who she is. That's who she wants to be. Yeah. You know, that's a total level of like, I don't know if you want to be that way. Go I was going to say, I would say like, I don't think I could ever be that way, but like maybe one day that yeah. would just be like fun. It's Let's like going to the spa, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just want to be fucking, yeah. Just, I just want someone to like bring me some water yeah. and a straw and like carry me off stage. You know, it's like, yeah, all no that sh- shit. No shame. No shame about that. <laughs> but you know, if people are like that, I've gotten to the point where it's like, fuck it. If you really want to be that way, yeah, yeah. go do it. Yeah. And I will give do you pops. Thing. I will give yeah. you pops. But then if it gets to a serious mode, it'll be like, hey, you really think you're that important? But yeah. actually. I would say the flip side is like, how does she actually treat those people? Though? Yeah. Like, is, I bet that she, I don't is know. Is she being hella bitchy to them? Probably. Or is she appreciative? Like, thank you so much for carrying me and taking care of me <laughs> afterwards. I just need some like pampering after putting on this, I feel like, like I would be that way show. You know, man yeah. thanks for fucking carrying my shit <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you know fanning me it's, and massaging my fuck you know yeah that's Being the difference cordial. between like someone who has like a serious like ego problem <laughs> and, and someone who has like empathy yeah. you know so you said it you fucking straight out of the fucking the tunnel self image Bob Proctor always talks about self image yeah and so like we're talking, so let's do self-image and being in the music scene. Yeah, and being a fucking. On me. La- um, well, just think about because I haven't thought yeah. about this. Let's just go through it together. Yeah. So you'll have people who sometimes, not people. Let's go musicians, right? Yeah. Some musicians will be able to have the confidence, like we're talking about, and then, but when you see them, you can see that they're not fully. Yeah. In it, they're yeah. not fully in the performance. Mm. But sometimes you can see people who are like, I don't give a fuck, and they go a thousand percent. And then after that, they don't talk to anyone because they're so shy. Yeah. But they need that um that stage to say they need to get it all get it out of them. Mm. That's why, man, how did you how can you even do that in front of people? But then they're like, Oh, but you have trouble communicating with someone if it's not within your yeah your avenue. that's your comfort zone. Yeah, that's sometimes your comfort zone. is is playing a song. You know, sometimes you can't talk to someone outside of that or you can't talk about yeah. your problems mm-hmm. and so that's the vessel uh yeah you know hell yeah music is the vessel so th- i want to do this as a trans i think i'm doing this right now as a transcendent transcendent idea or behavior mm-hmm. where so if i when we play music i know when i play i i don't black out but i like really get lost to the point where i don't want to be aware because i want my body just to do what it knows yes. right yeah and let yeah. the fucking force flow through me. Yeah. Let the universe just go and channel and fucking radiate through me. Mm-hmm. But then now, 
I take that conceptual model and fucking if I go to the gro- this is what I do, Andrew, when I go to the grocery Tell me. store, <laughs> Tell me about I'll the just sing store. anything that goes in my head. <laughs> yeah. I'll sing it not to the top of my lungs. Yeah. But I'll sing You're to the singing in yeah, the grocery store. Yeah, I'm singing store. the grocery store. Okay, okay. It's super dope because nice. people are like, that's that's different, right? Yeah. Because what is there a law where you can't sing at the you're, grocery store? You're taking this stream of conscience yeah. and and turning it into uh, what you're uh, what you're radiating. Yeah, you know? bro. <laughs> and it's super sick because I'm like, to get here, I had to go through a lot of shit too. Mm-hmm. I didn't just magically get here. Yeah, you weren't through. always singing. I wasn't the always singing the grocery store. <laughs> I wasn't always energetic and shit like yeah. that. I was super before. I play a show. I was like, I'm too cool to talk to people. I'm the drummer. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> cool enough. Drummer, yeah, yeah. I'm the quiet drummer. I'm hella good. Yeah. And everyone look at me. I'm hella good. But, you know, that's just the fucking ego mm-hmm. saying or trying to pump you up. But then after that, as like you always like you're saying for today, the maturity mm-hmm. where it's, you get past that. That's very, very childlike. Mm-hmm. Not childlike, but very, very. It's just a different stage. Different, like infa- yeah. infantile stage of self-image, yeah. Yeah. worth, value, playing mm-hmm. music and shit like that. But now that I've ha- I, I've, I'm teaching now, and I can see the importance of me being vocal. Yeah. I can see this is why I'm doing more and more, and I'm just saying shit. Because before I thought my ideas were lackluster mm-hmm. but now that when I say ideas because people I say ideas at, in college yeah. and then people are like wait what what and then I had this negative reaction I was like you don't understand my idea was Dude, it not good wor- college is the worst like, for what? ideas to be honest that's what I'm saying you're like in some class and you're like hey what about this interesting thing and then someone like, else someone else like they're like Swat the yeah. basketball out of your like hand what? type thing. What is that? Or you get blank stares and shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Do you know Skull and Bones? Not to get into that. Like the the like society, like yeah. the George W. Bush I, thing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in college. My fucking journalism class. I had a, a fucking... I remember deciding this in my fucking class in that moment. Yeah. I was like talking about... We're talking about China. Oh, China back then where they were censoring. Because mm. I, I was a journalism major and a religious studies and humanities major. I triple major, right? Damn. Hell yeah. Damn. Do you hear that, everybody? I, I did. You're hella educated. <laughs> no, I double majored, <laughs> but I'm supposed to be a triple major. I just need like yeah. one class for a triple major. But I say that because a lot of my, my instructors and professors are now, it's like, don't downplay your accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying before, yeah. that's your title, but don't downplay your, your title or your accomplishments because if you do, you're not going to rise above and be able to help other people who they, they'll start looking up to you. Yeah. And then your, your words, if it's not like <clears throat> for like, oh, do this or do that. It's more of like, hey, this would be proper and efficient if we did it this way. And if you talk to them this way or that way. And then you're more respectful or respected and you ha- you're more lo- reliable and people see you as a figure where yeah. now you're fucking like, oh. Go to this person because they're reliable with this, this, or that, mm-hmm. you know? And so as I'm, as I'm getting older, that's where I'm doing it everywhere I'm going because, like, sometimes my ideas are, like, they're fucking good. But a lot of people aren't understanding because of the ideas that I'm saying are up here. Yeah. But I have to, like, I'm always, like, if I explain this idea, do you, can you give me, like, 15 minutes? Because I have to explain this, this, <laughs> this, and that for you to understand it, right? Yeah. Because it's like math. You're not mm-hmm. going to understand trigonometry if you don't fucking know your basics of, like, algebra yeah. and shit, right? Yeah, for sure. And so that's how thinking is. That's how music is. That's how life is. Yeah, oh, it's shit. growth. Yeah, I was growth. gonna say music. Growth. Music is especially like that. You know, you've got to learn 
you've got to learn certain basic things before you can go to the advanced things. Like you're yeah. probably going to learn how, learn how to play just like a four four uh thing first because it's you know it's like what most things you hear it's the basis thing and then you start going into other time signatures maybe like three four yeah. or then you get into some like math rock stuff where it's like changing time signatures throughout and then there's some weird gap and those are things that like you mature into as you go right there's yeah. there's these stages of growth uh even as musicians yes yeah Social skills is a very important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Social skills. Social skills. If anyone sure. listening, if you're listening, social skills are is probably the most if you if we get it down. Yeah. It's like a superpower. Yeah, I like knowing how to talk to people. Yeah. has probably gotten me further in everything that I do in uh-huh. life. In yeah. music, I would say like one of my biggest mentors musically was this guy, you know, you know Mita, Mita Goodwin. No. Oh, okay. So he was like huge in the Stockton scene. Hell yeah, he doesn't cool. Li- doesn't live Big in Stockton anymore. But he used to book like everything. He Hell ran, yeah. He ran the Plea for Peace Center. I don't know oh, if you shit. remember the Ty. Plea for Peace. Um, this is ancient Stockton lore. Yeah, but but like Mita has the gift of gab. Okay. And I remember meeting him when I was 17 and like it was like outside of a show and I was it was a show that I'd put on and he like came out to it and talked to me for like maybe three or four hours after the show. Yeah. And I've had so many conversations with him and just like, I feel like that trained me to just like talk to anyone, you know? Um, And I feel like that's helped me professionally. That's helped me in college. That's helped me like uh, in music, like doing this podcast. Like, you know, I I just like to talk now, you know? So having those social skills to be able to relate to people and talk to people is like super important Mm -hmm. in anything you do, music or otherwise. Yeah. Relationships too. Hell yeah. So what I've learned is that there's social skills and then there's the uh, the energy behind it. Yeah. And yeah. so <laughs> yeah. I'm putting you're them all, t- together. You're putting them together for yes. sure. That's that's the um that's the the growth stage that you've yep. entered into yep. the, mm-hmm. the the past three years or something, yes. like yes. you said. You're yep. you're pairing that energy with yep. your social skills, with your like mm-hmm. your gifts, you know. Yeah. And that goes into the brain hemispheres too. This is what I feel that they're when I say they the people who are stopping us from being ourselves on this earth, right? (laughs) And so there's this like, if we can do things, that's why I feel that musicians, because when we're playing music, we're doing two things, aspects. So we're doing math in our head. Yeah. And for that, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a lot of the art singing and all these Mm -hmm. things where people are like, why are you singing? Or that's not a part of normal culture or social norms and shit. Uh, Fucking this memory just popped up in my head. I was in... um, it just surfaced. I was in college, and then one of my classmates, it was a rainy day, and his feet were soaking wet. And I'm like, dude, you, ha- you have a pair of socks right here with you. Mm. Change them. He's like, no, it's kind of like, it's everyone's like soaked. Yeah. But he had a new pair of socks. He could have been comfortable. Yeah, just take your shit off, put your new socks on, put your shit in your backpack. Now that's not socially like acceptable. I'm like, well, I would do it. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to be comfortable. Yeah. You know, shit like that. I mean, it would be kind of awkward for people, but I'm 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 yeah. one for me. I don't I, people shouldn't listen to me for things that they should do. Yeah. Because I do some fucking crazy shit. Not crazy shit that's dangerous, but shit that would be people would be like, hey, it's suspect. Yeah. yeah. But fuck that. I do that shit anyways, dude. Cause at the same time, when people I don't have a gripe with this. Mm-hmm. It's just that. <clears throat> like when things should be done, but people aren't doing it, mm-hmm. that's what sets us back. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about those things that 
that we hold ourselves from doing because we're afraid mm-hmm. of what other people think about, about us. Yeah. Like this guy was afraid that people would judge him for taking his, his shoes socks, off. Yeah. Right? Well, everyone's soaked. Every, yeah. And he, ha- <laughs> yeah. he magically just had a pair of socks He's in his backpack. enough to have socks. What'd it do? Yeah. Jeez. But that too. And um, another memory to surface. I remember seeing, uh, what's this motherfucker's name? The Weeknd. He was talking mm-hmm. about, he, I, I don't even know how he came across this video. It was like a live video from a, a phone. He was like, performing in front of people, like a thousand people, is not normal. Mm-hmm. Because it's not normal. That's not normal. It's That's not true. normal. Yeah, it's rare. It's very rare. Yeah. That's why I'm not saying we're important, but I'm like, be important for other people. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Flip it on this upside down. Be important for other people. Yeah. So that, like, I don't want to, like, completely go off off the rails here, but you just reminded me of something like the weekend is someone who can perform into thousands of people and they're they're like signed we were talking earlier about like locally there's you know less than one percent of people here are yeah. like are musicians are performing musicians. are performing musicians right in the world there are less performing musicians that are you know quote unquote uh professional big time uh-huh. whatever yeah. that can there are less people like Ariana Grande and Weekend than there are like us. us. Like us local musicians, yeah. we're we are the we are the majority. We're yes, the larger yeah. population. They're even the even more of the minority. Yeah, they are even more of minority. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, just in in America or, yeah. or the world, even even less, right? Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking about this so much lately. How like these people who are like seemingly at the top, they're like these less like way less than one percent of musicians. They're the ones making the most money, money and like having the the most shows and uh, and getting the getting the most people to come and see them. Right. And like I'm not going anywhere with this just to go like that's kind of like a head trip. But it also yeah. it kind of makes me feel good in a way because I'm like, wait a minute, like I like I'm I'm of the majority. Right. Like yeah. it is more common. It, and I don't mean this like common in a bad way It's more. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. It's more common for like me and you to exist than for them to yeah. exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are the natural order of things. Yeah. And like some of us might graduate to that yeah. to that point. That stardom. Almost no one will. Yeah. That's the thing. Almost it's no very, one will. Very, very, very right? rare. And but I kind of like what you're saying earlier. It's rare for us to be performing musicians mm-hmm. locally. Yeah. And, th- and that gives us this like, you know, we are special. Yeah. But at the same time, we're a, a majority of special yeah. people you know but if you're special and you have it and you can't keep it to yourself my cousin's a counselor and this is she set me off on this path yeah. even harder she, she she told me because like and she's she's uh aries too i'm aries <laughs> uh, that's, i don't even know if that matters but it probably does yeah uh my wife my wife's an aries too okay. i think yeah. yeah i i i met a lot of a lot of my friends are aries yeah that's crazy and it's their some are quiet some are loud but the energy is always persistent in going that way yeah going forward nice and so <clears throat> say if you have um ariana grande or no no let's go back to uh, local musicians right yeah or just anyone who who has an importance or a value so in in, in transformers they call it the uh matrix of leadership mm-hmm. in fucking i think what's that halo game it's called um fuck it's a shooter um fuck what's it called it's not halo I don't know. I don't know Fuck. a lot of like first person. Anyway, there's a shooter game, right? And so, in their concept of that universe, it's called the mantle of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so, 
It's the same thing when fucking Spider-Man says, if you have a gift, bitch, you better use it. Mm-hmm. And you have to be responsible with it. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's, so you can't be all erratic and be like super charismatic and fucking just do it all for yourself. Yeah. Get all that and never give back. Mm-hmm. That's the most... My cousin told me this too. I'm glad that I have... I'm, I was born in the family that I was born in. Nice. Because they've been so supportive and very, very wisdemic mm-hmm. with all their sayings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like... When I was younger and I was like not happy because I wasn't using utilizing myself in a proper way, mm-hmm. he was like, "I think you'd be happier happier if you start giving back." Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that concept, but this doing shit like this, yeah. this is actually like yeah, like you're 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 sharing your story, you're sharing your myself. Beliefs. Like that was yeah. something that I never wanted to do. Yeah. Like I remember I did. I I don't have Twitter or anything. Mm-hmm. Remember I tweeted. I was like, I don't even want people to know me. <laughs> I said that because I don't want to. I don't want to fucking do all these things. I remember yeah. talking to my counselor in, in college. I want to be a bum because I don't want to put work in to do shit. Dude, you said that to a counselor in yes, college. Yes, I fucking did. Oh, wait, okay, do you mean like therapist in college or like my your counselor? Your counselor that was like trying to get you yeah. classes. You're yeah. like, uh-huh. I want to be oh, a geez. bum. I don't want to do shit. Dude, <laughs> I said that to her because we had. I'm just real with everybody. Yeah. I'll say anything. I I have a low filter, but when I don't fucking go off the chains with it. Yeah. But that's why I'm so authentic with anything I say. Mm. But I back it up with a lot of, I think, I don't want to cross bounds, boundaries Mm. of things. That's why I'm very, very efficient with that when I speak too. Yeah, for sure. So that's why when I speak with a stream of consciousness, I trust myself not to say dumb shit. (laughs) Even though people will fucking say, oh, that was pretty dumb, but... Everything I'm saying right now is kind of like positive. Yeah, I don't think you said anything dumb yeah. on the. On I don't the think podcast. I said anything You're good. super dumb. Yeah, and I don't edit, so yeah, fuck so it. Don't it, edit that shit, anyways. If it goes in, it goes in. Yeah, even if I did keep it in there, because if I make a mistake, I'll learn from it. That's yeah. one thing that I tell my students, mm-hmm. or even me myself. If you make a mistake, you have to make mistakes to learn. Yeah, it's like we were saying earlier. You learn. You you iterate on on oh. yourself. You know, you iterate on the hell yeah on the things that you're doing. And sh- all that other shit, dude. So I'm like, hell yeah. Sorry, I had to check the check yeah. the time there. All good. I didn't mean to. No, nah, man. Up. It's just so cool because, like, you see, everyone watches uh, Joe Rogan, and then when we're talking now, we're just in this room. Yeah. And we have these mics. We have technology to record this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like back in the ancient days, motherfuckers would be talking about shit. And it just flies in the wind because they couldn't. Yeah, it was temporary. It was temporary. And then so if now that we can do this, that's why our our society is like advancing, obviously. But this is going to be like super people will be like, oh, this motherfucker. Right. (laughs) But like I have a deep, deep, deep understanding that I'm going to of, of myself that I need to learn more about myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But as I get older, I know that if I keep doing this, I can help more people. Yeah. Even just by talking to them by whatever, mm-hmm. just ener- energetically or just like listening to people or saying shit. And my ideas that I have now will even be more refined as I get older. Yeah, So I sure. can say shit in lesser words and have more of a deeper, profound impact. Yeah, you're improving on yourself and you have, uh, like I get this from you, you have this like, this empathetic, uh, you know, muscle. Like uh, everyone's, on the spectrum of empathy, unless you're like a murderer or something, yeah, and they have like no empathy, socio- right? Yeah, sociopath. Sociopath. That's like the other end Fuck. of the spectrum, right? Yeah. But like, I can tell you have like a lot of empathy, and you want to use this like the these self discoveries that you're going through, this personal growth, mm-hmm. to help other people. And yeah. I think that's like, I don't know, I, I think that's super uh, admirable. 
uh, I think I find that a lot of creative people are empathetic like mm-hmm. that, though. And I think that, like, um, as a musician, especially, you have you have a platform to share, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whether whether it is musically or after a show, you're talking to a younger musician yeah. that uh-huh. can learn from your yeah. experience, right? Mm-hmm. Or someone who isn't a musician that's just coming to the show and they're like, hey, I'm like, I really liked what you guys did today. Mm-hmm. And then you just talk to them yeah. and be a person with yep. them, mm-hmm. you know? That's where it's all about. Thanks for h- nailing that on the head, Andrew, because... Like, we'll play shows. I, I've always had this idea in my head. Mm-hmm. It's not about, we'll, we'll play shows for people, but the where the magic happens of everything else is the connection to pe- other people. Connection. Connection. Yeah, the connecting sure. with people. Yeah. Because, like, I have this thing, like, I've always been about fucking conspiracies, Illuminati, and all this. <laughs> stuff. I've always been about shit like that, right? Yeah. Aliens. Like, aliens is my favorite shit ever. Nice. And so, like, I'm I'm down, not, I'm I'm not, I'm like easing up on those ideas mm-hmm. and then focusing on what I can do now in like a global manner. Yeah. But I know everything we do in in a, a minuscule, like right now, it means a lot to you and me. Yeah. Cause this is this is our current time. Mm-hmm. This is like Cairo's time, right? We're, yeah. <laughs> this is really we Kairos. We're doing the right now. Yeah. Versus like there's shit happening in Russia, obviously. Shit yeah. happening everywhere in the yeah, world. It's crazy shit. It's crazy shit. And we yeah. have the technology that we can see now. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine World War II and we had social media. Yeah. All the fucking shit we would have seen back then. Now we're yeah. seeing all these clips of wherever else. And then we're seeing, oh shit, it's that's like, fucked It's real up. time. It's real time. Yeah. And so, like, here's another idea that's totally, I feel like this was just like two weeks ago. This is where I'm like, going off on my chains, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when an idea, I get super exhilarated when I have an idea in my head from I'm listening mm-hmm. and then I understand it. Like I get super pumped up. Nice. Because I'm understanding that's like, like I, I'll, I'll genuinely ball mm. because I'm like, I finally understand. I'm finally understanding what I couldn't understand before. Yeah. And so there's this, this concept of like this Bob Proctor again, right? So you have an hourglass, mm-hmm. and so you have sand in the hourglass. The sand dropping down is our life. Mm-hmm. You can see the how much life we live from the sand that's already been dropped. Yeah. But then the the sand that's being dropped into the other side, that's the life that we have that we have currently mm-hmm. that we are going to or promise, quote unquote. But that's us looking at hourglass. We don't know if we we I can get hit. Fuck, I knock on wood, but this is the truth and reality. Yeah, I could die, get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my loved ones could die. That's why these decisions that I'm doing and I'm acting, and so my sense of urgency has accelerated, increased like a thousandfold just because of this idea. Yeah, because before, like, and the idea is also in, in rooted and ingrained with gratitude, mm-hmm. where it's like being thankful for what you have. And being very, very urgent of like, if you want that, you could be, you could die tomorrow. Yeah. Or it's like, that's why I'm super energetic now. Cause like I could die. And then here, here's another thing that Bob Proctor always says. I'm not even like selling Bob Proctor cause yeah. this guy's making an impound, uh, a profound impact on my life right now. For sure. Is that, and he's dead. RIP dude. If you're listening to me right now, bro, <laughs> this is all for you, bro. But like, um, he says that as human beings, we are creation's most developed creation, mm-hmm. right? 
Like, if there's aliens out there, they're more advanced. Okay, you're the most developed yeah. looking. But uh, as far as we know, as far as on we Earth, know, on yeah. Earth, it's fucking us. Yeah. Like our hands. I remember uh, watching this video on YouTube. This guy, he 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 had a near death experience, mm-hmm. and he fucking died. And so his experience was that he was looking at his hands, and then like so he would touch something instead of feeling the touch through his hands, he would smell. Oh, that's smell weird. Through his hands, that's crazy. Or he would see through his hands, so the senses were inter, uh, yeah. um, the wiring, or whatever was uh, intermingled, and so he was saying that in uh, like our hands are probably the most important instruments that we have. Mm-hmm. We play our instruments with our hands, yeah. But our hands biologically are our most powerful and yeah. important and significant instrument. Yeah. They're, like, re- they're receptors yeah. as well as like that. projections. Projections, and yeah. we can move shit. Physical yeah. reality, like you couldn't fucking build your goddamn spa, right, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't have hands, yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, because like as I'm growing up, my grandpa didn't have a left arm and his hand was mutilated because he was in World War II. Mm. He was uh, one of the soldiers who fucking um, had to repair or he was repairing a, a communications line Yeah. and then a fucking missile hit and he fucking got blown up. And so in the Philippines, there's a, there's this, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's called the uh, uh, Death March, the Bataan Death March. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're familiar that. with that. Yeah. So they marched these fools. My grandpa survived, right? Mm. And so growing up, it, I was... It was normal to me that, oh, shit, my grandpa doesn't have a left arm and his right hand is mutilated. And so he didn't have that. But motherfucker still drove us to school mm. and he still built he still built fucking shit in the backyard. Yeah. So he found a way without even having it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'm like, I, that idea just came around from the hands because our hands are very, very useful and very, very significant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like very, very deeply ingrained in gratitude for my grandpa now that I'm older that I can sense like how grateful we should be for yeah having things that other people wouldn't mm-hmm. that's why i i mean i teach in special ed and so i see a lot of students with uh deficiencies everywhere physically yeah. cognitively emotionally yeah and so that's why i'm like dude i have to fucking not even just my, my students anybody mm-hmm. because if i if i say oh, i'm important i feel i'm important if i'm saying shit like this mm-hmm. i have to back it up and yeah. i fucking will you yeah yeah Dude, uh, you said something that like kind of a few things that like threaded together and kind of got to me that I that I know that I think about a lot. But you're saying like you don't know you could like die tomorrow. Someone you get hit walking across the street and and everything you've been saying about like just doing stuff. I feel like musically that's been something that I've thought about a lot, not necessarily even about dying. But like you're talking about like hands. I've always thought like. I can get in an accident and like, oh, shit, and yeah. just like lose lose feeling in my hands and not be able to play guitar anymore. Right? It could be a, as simple as losing as losing just feeling. You could have your whole hand, but like you know, you mess up your uh, um, you know what's it called like uh, your spine and stuff. Um, and I've always thought about that because before I worked in the job I do now, I worked like more. Uh, it's not like not like dangerous jobs, but like kind of like general contractor type jobs, you know, where I was like working with electricity yeah. or like, mm-hmm. like hammers and saws. And I'm like, I could accidentally saw off my fingers. Yeah. And I still do that stuff around the house here too. Yeah. So I've always thought about that and thought about music, but yeah. Or, or even just like dying. In right? general. And I'm all, I've always been like, you know what? I, I think I hit a wall with music where I was like, I'm just going to do everything that I want to do. Right. Yeah. Like I, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to a studio and like record this whole album. 
And I did that and I put it out and then I was like, okay, I've got a whole nother album already written. I'm going to go to studio again. I'm going to record that one this time. I'm going to put it out on vinyl. And I was like, well, if I'm putting it out on vinyl, I want it to be like colored vinyl and it's going to be a double disc. And like, so I did all of these things and it's like, no one's buying my shit. Like, but I don't fucking care because I I did did it. it. Exactly. Exactly. I fucking did it. Did you? I don't go fuck. I did. Yeah. If you did do it, that's awesome though. I want everyone, I want everyone that's a musician to like do the things that they want to do as musicians and like, don't have fear for it because tomorrow you could be dead. So uh-huh. do it today. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do it today. Like now is all we have. Yeah. People will say that and then you, it doesn't come across your, 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 yeah. your thinking until it really clicks. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It fucking is clicking in my head. Mm-hmm. And I've had this, I've found this new, fa- I've always had energy though. I've always been like this, <laughs> but I, it wasn't never um, projected outwardly like this. And so, nice. but yeah. Um, how long have we been talking? Dude, we've been talking for a while. It says two hours, but it's actually an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. so before we wrap up, Hell though, yeah. like, uh, is there anything that you want to, like, plug in, like, the last the last couple minutes? Like, I know I feel like Malaska hasn't played in a long time, but you guys are about to play My Backyard, so that's fucking Hell yeah. cool. The I'm back- going to release this the, before The Backyard The show. Backyard is so fucking dope. If anyone's listening, I <laughs> hope you are. It's super sick. Cause we go to like we go to a lot of shows. Yeah, and, and a lot of uh, a lot of shows in Stockton are house shows. Yeah, so, house so shows. Give me that like, yeah. feedback. And so um, we have other friends. I, I can't. Uh, they play in fuck. What are, what's their band's name? Motherfucker. It's a Lorenzo and Enrique. Mm. They play in a band. I know it's called. I can't remember their band right now, but I know they they threw a show in the backyard. I was like thoroughly impressed. Was it was it Irrelevant Souls? I fucking I don't know. I don't know. I just had them on here, but it wasn't Lorenzo and er- Enrique. Fuck. Um, I don't even have my. Do you phone. remember any of the bands that were were playing? Yeah, um, Homer, uh, Seth was playing, and Dylan, okay. and mm. fucking uh, Dylan's cousin. I can't remember his Man. name right now. My bad. But um, but yeah, in the backyard they had it. Re- they they had food. They nice. They oh, they hired catering. That's awesome. They had fucking tables there. They had lights on the fucking, on the the fence mm-hmm. and they had tables and they had the heating lamps the nice. heating fucking thingy so people were comfortable they had a stage and they had fucking uh people and when you walked in they had like people with their D- diy merch where they made their own clothes and shit that sell That's it cool they, uh, i was thoroughly impressed yeah yeah house shows are going on. i feel like house shows are like the the lifeblood of stockton right now like yeah we do have a lot of venues right now too like a ton of stuff like popped up out of COVID. There's a ton yeah. of places to play. And that's why I've, I've said this before on the podcast and just with people I'm talking to, we have a deficit of bands. Yeah. Like, like I said, I don't think there's more than 50 bands. I don't even, I think there's like 10 bands maybe in right Stockton, now. to be honest. Um, and they're all great. Every band I've talked to, I love. There's probably some bands that are like dormant or like maybe don't <clears throat> like join the scene as much. Maybe they play outside more. Yeah. Um, but like outside of these venues, there are like house shows just going off yeah, and mm-hmm. that's, that's, I think that's what people want. I think and part of it is yeah. like, you know, I, I love the idea of like a good venue, but, and there are good venues in Stockton. So I'm not like throwing shade at anyone, but there yeah. also are venues that are like charging bands, like hundreds yeah, of yeah. dollars to play shows. Like when we were coming up, like Blackwater, 
Plea for Peace Center, everywhere that I played, never charged me a dime to to play yeah. a show there. And nowadays, like venues are like, well, you got to sell X number of tickets. I'm like, what? Or or like or you know, you just got to pay me a flat fee. And I, I don't know, it just doesn't doesn't resonate with me. You know, it doesn't seem like. I feel a that communal thing. yeah, because it's stocked in tune. We have the stigma that we're the most dangerous and miserable city, and Not like, dude, all. there's I pockets so. everywhere. Yeah. There's fucking pockets of light people, creative people that are fucking yeah, just starving to like do something mm. and starving to like share themselves. But there's no uh, uh, venues or avenues to do it. There's a lot of people, and then uh, we we played in Portland one time, mm. and then we're like, oh, we're from Stockton, and then we said, oh, we're the number one most miserable city in yeah. fucking, <laughs> uh, according to Forbes. But then one of the uh, other band members that was playing with us from Portland, she, but she was like, but the most potent creative creative uh, happenings is stemmed in suffering and misery. Yeah. And so I'm like, that well, just makes sense. That does make sense. Like I always say, like Stockton is culturally rich, especially it when it comes to music and art. Mm-hmm. Like we've got so much awesome stuff. And we're happening. super real. Yeah. Like Stockton people are real. Yeah. I don't go fuck where we're from or where yeah. you're from. We're from Stockton and we're like, I'm super real. And that's what that's I'm always about Stockton too. Yeah. I'm always yeah. about Stockton. Did you, uh did you grow up in Stockton? I grew up in Stockton. I was born in I was born in Stockton. Nice. And so I've I've lived I was in Sac for like six years, but I Yeah, yeah. Everyone moves away. Yeah, and, and you can come and back. Come back. Yeah. yeah. Like but, I went to college elsewhere, yeah, same, lived in yeah. the Bay Area and then came back here. But Stockton, for the most part, dude, it's like you know how people say I want to be proud that I'm from Stockton or it's like, where are you from? Fucking Stockton. Yeah. Like, you know, have Nate Diaz saying Stockton fucking on <laughs> at the UFC. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Something to be proud of, even though yeah. it's fighting and you know, he's fucking fuck, fuck, fuck you. Fuck this. Yeah. But it's he's like, doing his thing, he's though. doing his thing. I'm not into it, but I, yeah. I appreciate him. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's super real and, and genuine. Yeah. And so if like, if that was one thing that I would want people, I know we're genuine. It's just, but more mm-hmm. genuinity, authenticity, but, having the drive to like, okay, let's do something with ourselves because we're only getting older and yeah. society is becoming more co- confining and restricting. Yeah. For and that's sure. a, a very, very dangerous thing. A lot of people, I know a lot of people aren't aware. I won't even go into that, but I know a lot of people aren't aware of what we're, where we're heading mm-hmm. if we don't fucking change. Yeah. And so yeah, for sure ourselves. Yeah. Not even just musically as people. That's a good message. Yeah. That would be the last one. All right, dude. Thanks for being on the podcast so much. Yeah. Uh, See you in my backyard. Hell yeah. This is going to be sick. (laughs) A fucking sick show. Thank you for having me on the show, Andrew. For sure. Hell yeah. All right.